From Nashville, Tennessee, Southwestern Family of Companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, we share insights and inspiration for movers and shakers in the world of business. Our goal is to help you increase your self-discipline, overcome procrastination, and help you to take action on all the things that really matter. Holy moly, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Canfield is on the show today. A dream come true, a chance to get to spend some time with Jack and hear his thoughts. One of the original authors of Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Secret, the movie The Secret, The Success Principles, sold millions and millions and millions of copies, helped people all over the world. And he's here to talk about The Success Principles, The Secret, and just just the really general success principles. And it's not every day you get down, you get a chance to sit down and, and pick the brain of somebody like Jack Canfield, who now in his 70s has just seen so much, done so much. And I really appreciate the conversation we hear, have here about the success principles and specifically the law of attraction. And he cleared up something that honestly I was very unsure about. And so after the interview, I'm going to share with you my four big highlights, my four big takeaways, and also encourage you with a very, very specific action item that I think has the power to change your life. So it's a great episode. It's a great edition. I love you. We love you. We're so excited that you're here. We'll get started just after this message. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 12,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales, but sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. To schedule your free one-on-one business action planning session with a Southwestern Coach, go to www.southwesternconsulting.com forward slash action catalyst. Somebody that really needs no introduction truly, Jack Hanfield. Um, is with us, and Jack is very well known. Um, obviously, he was one of the original authors and creators of Chicken Soup for the Soul, which has 250 titles that have sold over 500 million copies. And he was going to be the secret. And uh, his book, The Success Principles, is just a, a, a game changer. And so she has to be introduced to Jack through a couple of new friends and acquaintances we met uh, or we made last year. And so anyway, it's, it's so great to have you. My pleasure, Roy. Thanks for inviting me. So, uh, I mean, 30 years, uh, sir. I mean, you've been at this for 30 years and applying the principles of success, uh, just being around successful people, spending time with them, coaching them. Uh, I guess you had to boil all that down and everything that you've read and you know learned and people you've mentored, people who've mentored you. If you had to say the biggest difference between people who are successful and those who aren't, and you, you kind of really had to say one thing, what, what would be the first thing that just comes to your mind? Well, I'd say there are several things. What's the one thing? I think the first thing is you have to be committed to you, what, what it is you want to accomplish. You have to believe it's possible, be passionate about it, you have to be willing to persevere face of obstacles. And I think you have to study success. Most people study their 
their field. Like if you're going to be an engineer, a salesman, whatever, very few people mm-hmm. study the science of success. And there really is a science. There's a methodology. There's a system done in the correct order and the correct way at the right time. And when you do that, then you can basically have success. Huh. You know, one of the things people ask me about, I, I, I really love that and I believe it. And, uh, you know, I think Jim Rohn always talked about you know, investing much into your, your self-education and your personal as, as your career. And, mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, that is, that's, that's a message we'll need to hear. And, and so w- w- the word success is an interesting word because I think some people struggle with what is success and to them and is it the same for everybody and you know everybody kind of has different uh, you know thoughts when they hear that word success and of course you know the media certain things that successful people do so when you think of the word just success like what does that mean to you sure um unfortunately most of our culture thinks success is only financial and career and fame and fortune and all and power and all, if I'm 73 now, and as I've worked with younger people and people in, I think, about 51 countries I've presented seminars in, the conclusion that success is fulfilling your soul's purpose. I believe each of us has a purpose, something for which we were born to do. And the, the, the trick to knowing that purpose is to discovering what brings you the greatest joy. And so when I'm doing that, then I'm fulfilling my purpose. And uh, when I've gotten into other kinds of ventures that weren't along those lines, often they didn't work out. And even when they did, they weren't that fulfilling. So, the, and I huh. think the other, the other thing I would just add to that real quickly is sometimes that purpose evolves over life. I mean, I started out as a high school teacher and then I became a teacher trainer and then I started writing books and then I started training and speaking and now I'm training trainers and and you know now something's emerging I think I'm going to be spending more time talking about love over you know I'm I'm writing a book called choose love not fear and uh, that's a lot different than just say success and so I think as we go through life we have to have the courage to walk away from that which is no longer bringing us joy Mm. well and and I think one of the things that I find fascinating and endearing is is with all the work you've done, it, it does feel like you don't, you don't really tell people what success, like what they should do, like what success should mean for them. Right. But you, you share these principles and practices to achieve whatever it is that does matter to them. Or, um, you know, I like what, give me the, the first definition. You said it was one line. It was it define your soul's purpose. Fulfilling, your, fulfill your, soul's fulfilling purpose. your soul's purpose. And you know, whether you believe you have a soul or you just have an inborn drive, if you're not really spiritual or religious, if you fulfill that purpose, I mean, some people, uh, they live in, you know, A-frames out in New Hampshire writing poetry. And if they do that and it brings them joy and fulfillment, Whenever you, whenever you live your purpose fully, you automatically serve other people. You know, my wife's purpose is simply to be an authentic, transparent person. And in, the re, in, in, in doing that, she gives other people permission to be authentic and transparent. And so it's not like she's going to make a million dollars from that. It's not like she's on Oprah. But the point is, everyone she touches leaves feeling more permission to simply be truly themselves. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about that, okay, so in the context of success is fulfilling your soul's mm-hmm. purpose and uh which i think is i think is great and getting the focus off of sort of the just like the not so much about the material things although those could be sure, a part of, of that 
what do you think then is, is the obstacle that people face in becoming more successful? Or what is the biggest obstacle then that people face in fulfilling their soul's purpose to kind of draw that? Sure. I, I think question. there are several. One is uh, limiting beliefs, beliefs that they're not worthy, beliefs that they can't do it, beliefs that it's not possible, beliefs they don't deserve it. As I said, um, I'll give you an example. I, I had a really very a natural salesperson, a friend of mine named Scott down in Texas, took a seminar with me. And he... Okay. He, he, he was blocked. He could not make more than $140,000 a year. And this guy should have been making a million dollars a year easily. And we did an exercise where I went, I asked people, what is it you're trying to manifest? You can't manifest. Then we do a body scan. We find out where in your body you feel tension, numbness, or pain. We ride that back to the earliest time you can remember feeling that. And he went back to when he had just graduated from college and he got his first check from this insurance company and he was really proud because it was really big because as I said, he's a natural salesperson. And then he went and showed it to his father and his father just grimaced and walked away. And later he found out from his mother because he was upset that his father was so upset that his, his check, his first check was bigger than his father's check who had worked at that company for like 20 years. And he said, wow. I, never wanted, I never wanted to make my father feel bad. And so at this age of 21, he made a decision that he forgot he made. He was 43 when he took my seminar. And we went back and released that, that belief that he could not make more than his father. The next week, he made one-fifth of his income and went on to make over $800,000 that next year. So a lot of us have wow. limiting subconscious, unconscious beliefs that we don't even know where we have. Most of them are formed between the age of three and eight, but some of them come later, like with Scott. The second thing that really stops people is fear. Fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear uh. of shame, um, you know, fear of success even, that people will come in all they'll only like them for their money and all that kind of thing. So fear and limiting beliefs. And I think finally I would say lack of knowledge. People don't know enough and they, don't, and, they, and they live in resignation. They don't go out and seek out information like your podcast and mine. They don't read books. They don't watch TED Talks. And um, so they don't know. And so they're living in this place of ignorance. And so we have to commit ourselves to studying that which is going to make us successful. Which is crazy. I mean, it's like you just said, I mean, podcasts are free. TED Talks are free. I mean, blogs, I mean, YouTube. I mean, it's easier than ever before to access all of, you know, not, not everything, but, but a very large part of the personal development, you know, education is available out there for, for free. Um, and actually, I wanted to ask you about um, the movie The Secret mm -hmm. for a bit. Okay, so the, the, the movie is about the law of attraction and how to use it to increase success. And it's, you know, it's been a few years now since it's been out. Obviously, it was huge for a, a very long time, still very, very popular. So, but for people who aren't familiar with the concept, just to kind of get a chance to hear it, you know, directly from one of the sources, can you quickly explain what the law of attraction really is and, and, and how, it, how it actually works? Well, the law of attraction basically states that what you think about and feel strongly about size about, talk about, put your focus and intention on, you're going to bring about. And so a lot of our, our thinking is outside of our own awareness. We're not even conscious of what we're thinking. So if we're thinking thoughts like, I don't deserve it, I can't afford it, it's never going to happen, I'm going to lose my house, mm -hmm. etc., then actually we start to attract the conditions, the resources, and the, um, the uh, you know, physical reality that will bring that about. 
in my seminars, I will do, I use muscle testing where people put their arm out and then I'll push down on their arm. I'll ask them to think a thought like I can't um, skydive or I can't make a million dollars. I can't be the top salesperson. Their arm goes instantly weak. If I have them say, I can do that, their arm goes strong. So what happens through our nervous system and through our brain waves, we're sending out signals to the universe, kind of like a universal spam, you will. And so everyone's picking mm. up your brain waves. And you know, you've met people and you can instantly tell that they're depressed or they're happy or they're enthusiastic or confident or not right. or whatever. And coming from their energetic field. So everything's energy and energy is controlled by thought. And there's all kinds of experiments that have been done to prove that. And so we also know that your thoughts travel a minimum of 250,000 miles. We know that from experiments that were done on the moon when astronauts were up there and they would open up envelopes with shapes in them and they would be random. And then they would think about or concentrate on the shape for about five minutes and students down at Duke University in the psychology program would close their eyes and they would actually receive the same shapes they were thinking about on the moon. So there was no electronic transmission. So basically... That's one piece of what happens. The other thing is when you talk about and visualize and affirm, that's why visualization and affirmation is so important because it's intentionally focusing your thoughts on what you want. And what happens is you also open up a part of your brain called the reticular activating system that allows in things that you're not aware of normally that are going to help you achieve your goal. For instance, right now, you and your viewers are not aware of what you're feeling in your right foot. But as soon as I say right foot, you can feel it. That information from your brain or from your toe, rather your foot coming up your nervous system into your brain was filtered out by the reticular activating system. The same thing occurs when we look out at the, when we look out at the world, we only see that which matches our beliefs. If we think it's a mean, cruel world, we'll see people being mean and cruel. If we think it's a loving world, we'll see people being loving. We look at the same scene and two people will see very different things. Uh, we look at the same reality, we get Republicans and Democrats, we get conservatives and liberals. And yet the same reality is out there, but it's our beliefs about the world that filter what we see. So when we can focus on our goals, believe in them, affirm them, visualize them, then we start to get impulses to act. We start to get inspirations to take action. And we start attra attracting to us, literally attracting to us, opportunities, people, and resources. We'll sit on a plane next to the guy that can solve the problem. The person in line at Starbucks behind us or in front of us becomes the person that could be our business partner, our client, our spouse, whatever. So the law of attraction is about energy and we attract that which we are vibrating out. And I think, you know, so what are, when, when people hear or, or they, they think of the law of attraction, some of them kind of go, oh, you think about what you want and you'll get it. But I know that you think there's, like you teach, there's, there's more to it than that. So can you kind of walk us through what are some of the mistakes yeah. that people make when they're using the law of attraction and kind of, yeah. How do we put it to, to you? Well, first, you have to clean up your thinking, and that requires focus and, um, you know, reading positive things, listening to podcasts like this, surrounding yourself with positive people, avoiding negative news, all of that. Um, visualization, which we just talked about. I think the thing that gets in the way for most people uh, is that they don't take action. They think that they just have to think it or believe it and it'll happen. And mm -hmm. I will tell you, sometimes that actually does happen, but it's not the norm. 
I think there's a clue. The last six letters of the word attraction are A-C-T-I-O-M. And so basically there's action action is required. So we talked earlier about a system of success. You have to take 100% responsibility for your life, which most people don't. They blame, complain, and make excuses. You then have to have a purpose, get aligned with your purpose, create a vision for what you want your ideal life to look like, set goals to do that, and then do the affirmations, the visualization, the positive thinking, the surrounding yourself with positive people. I think most people need an accountability partner or a coach, someone that can hold them accountable. Yeah. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think a lot of people that are listening to podcasts like this are what I call solo entrepreneurs. They're salespeople. They live on their commissions. They're entrepreneurs. If they don't take action, nothing happens. But they don't have a boss to make them do it. If I tell my secretary to call the White House, she's got to do that. It's her job. If I tell an entrepreneur to do that, he might hem and haw around it for a week thinking, well, they're not going to talk to me. They're going to reject me. I'll never get through, et cetera. So <laughs> basically, then we have, to take, we have to take action. And here's the other piece that most people miss. You have to pay attention to the feedback. Feedback is the breakfast of champions, as Ken Blanchard, who wrote The One Minute Manager, said. And that is, are people signing up for my podcast? Am I building my mailing list? Are we making more sales? Am I getting invited to more parties? Am I losing weight? Does my daughter speak to me? All of that is feedback. And most people don't ask for feedback because they're afraid of what they're going to hear. So probably the most valuable question I've ever learned in this human potential work is to ask somebody on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate? Then you fill in the blank. This podcast, my book, this seminar, me as a father, me as a husband, me as a boss, me as an employee, me as a vendor, whatever it might be. And then anything less than a 10 gets a follow-up question, what would it take to make it a 10? Most people never learn that tool. They're afraid to ask for feedback because mm. they know what they're going to hear. And if they get negative feedback, they get angry at it or they cave in and give up. So neither of which work very well. And then you persevere. Mm-hmm. Can't give up. That's a big secret of success that most people give up too soon. I, I love that. And I, I appreciate you sharing that so much, Jack, because, you know, obviously the secret was so big and, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in everything you're talking about and what is covered in the secret about uh, attraction and positive thinking. But there is, there is that element of action and hard work and responding to feedback that I, I think it's, it's fascinating and edifying to hear it directly from you. Where do you want people to go, Jack, to connect with you and to learn about your seminars and, and, and everything? Is there one, you know, one place specifically you would direct folks to connect? Sure, go to jackcanfield.com. Very simple, J-C-K-C-A-N-F-I-E-L-D.com. And everything's there, our books, our seminars, our um, audio programs, video programs, home study programs, all of that. You can find it there. And then obviously Amazon dot com is where all my books are available for discounted prices as Amazon does. Yeah, right, right. Um, so last little question uh, for this for this segment. Um, if, if there was only one lesson that you would want the listeners to take away, I mean, just sitting listening to you talk and I'm familiar with a lot of what you teach and write and, 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 but even having been someone who's been all through that, just listening to you is like every single sentence here is like packed with insight. And there's, there's a lot that you have given to us. If there was one, the one lesson you wanted somebody to walk away with this, you know, from this discussion, what, what would it be? I would say that if you have a desire, you have the capacity to make it come true. The reality is that most people 
don't think they have what it takes. And you, you know, I really truly believe after working with millions of people around the world that you're not allowed to have a wish or a dream that you don't have the capacity to fulfill. You may have to learn some new things, you know, read books, join up with people, whatever, get more skills, but you have the capacity. Um, We all have unlimited talent and we just have to exercise it, discipline it, direct it, train it. And um, so never give up on your dreams. I mean, I, Chicken Soup for the Soul was rejected by 144 publishers over an 18-month period before we got a publisher. And yet the publication of that book made me a multimillionaire. I've traveled all around the world. I live in an amazing house in an amazing part of Santa Barbara. I mean, I've got everything anyone could possibly want. And it's all because I believed it was possible and I never gave up. Amen. I love that. I love that. Well, just on behalf of everybody uh, who's experienced you up close uh, or from afar, I just want to say thank you. Um, Thank you for your inspiration. Um, Thank you for your insight. Thank you for showing us what is possible when you believe and act uh, on it and, and take action and just uh, for helping, helping so many people. And, and you've, you have all these things yet you've, been so generous with what you've learned and it's just it's like just the way that it works is you keep out giving everything that's coming to you and um so we appreciate you jack very Thank much you. the last six letters of attraction spell out action that is awesome i have always had that question about What is Jack Canfield's personal philosophy on action? Because if you've seen the movie The Secret, or if you've read the book, the formula is ask, believe, receive. And, of course, Jack was featured in the movie, was one of the the movements and, you know, kind of creators, one of the creators of the the entire, the entire movement. And, And that's been the, you know, was the formula, ask, believe, receive. And, of course, one of the things that we believe on the Action Catalyst podcast and as a part of Southwestern Consulting is we believe that it is ask, believe, work your freaking butt off, then receive. <laughs> and it's and it's really ask, be, ask, believe, learn, work your freaking butt off, and then receive. And so I've always wondered what his actual philosophy was. And and I guess I shouldn't be surprised, right? Shouldn't be surprised because obviously it, it you have to act. That is the biggest mistake that people make. They don't take action. They think they can just think and it will just happen, right? From Jack Canfield him, himself. And I, I think that is so important and so powerful because we take all of our coaching clients through vision board exercise, right? Like we do it. I have vision boards. It's amazing how much of that stuff has come true. Uh, I wrote about intake the stairs. I wrote about some of the visions that I laid out and which ones have come true and uh, checked off some since the book was published. And I believe that it all works if you work, right? That's the key. It works if you work. If you work, the law of attraction ends with the word action. That is so cool. And, you know, like he did say, which I appreciate because this has happened to me too, is if you if you do start thinking about it, sometimes things just happen. There's been many examples in my life of, of that being the case also. And there's just even recently, there's things that it's like, I'll start thinking about something, then boom, all of a sudden it, it shows up or the opportunities 
you know, kind of start to show up and then you have to move on them. You have to do stuff, but it is, it's, it's powerful, which was another one of the, the highlights that I had for you or things that I took away. If this is the first time you ever happen to be listening to this show, this debrief, what I do is I go back and I just share with you as a fellow student, what did I learn? What were my biggest highlights and takeaways? So I go back and listen to the interview again, and then I pull out like, these are my big things as a way of hopefully helping you create a to-do list to put into action what you're learning. And so the the second big thing that I took away was the the concept of the reticular activating system. The reticular activating system, which I've heard before, I'm f- from very familiar with the concept, is just a good refresher. And specifically, so what what the reticular activating system is, it's kind of like, you know, when you buy a car, you suddenly notice that everyone you notice everyone else out there in the world has your exact same car which you never seem to see him th- that often before you had the car, but then you have the car and now it's like, oh my gosh, everyone has that same car. Or if, you know, if, if, you're, if a woman buys a dress and then she sees, oh my gosh, everyone has that same dress. That's, it's always been that way. We just don't notice it. But the part that Jack said that was really, really interesting it was sort of a nuance to me was he said we only see that which matches our beliefs we only see that which matches our beliefs and i didn't catch it the first time he said it quickly but i i I paused it when i was re-listening to it and went back and was like wow because the reticular activating system is usually about like you purchase something or you do something and then you start to notice it more in the world. Or like he was saying, you're not thinking about your left foot, but if I say, hey, your left foot, then suddenly your brain starts receiving information. That information has been there all along. Like what's the status of your left foot? But the brain is constantly filtering out which information is relevant and applicable and and what is it. But what Jack said was a, a slightly different twist on that. Right, he he's he's talking about it not from the standpoint of like physical things that you buy. He's talking about it from the standpoint of your beliefs. We only see that which matches our beliefs. In other words, your brain is constantly finding evidence to support its own hypotheses. It's looking for validation to reinforce the stories that you have created about yourself and about the world. It's looking for edification and verification of beliefs that you have. That's how the reticular activating system works. So what that sort of suggests is you could have a a positive belief or a negative belief. The brain doesn't delineate between right and wrong, good or bad, positive and negative. What it does is it simply goes in whatever direction you set it. And so if you set it in the direction of positive beliefs, your brain then starts to move in that direction and it works perpetually finding data, support, information, validation, edification, evidence to reinforce that belief. If you have a negative belief, 
it does the same thing. The brain doesn't go, oh, that's negative. I'm not going to reinforce that. That's, it's, it's like that's your decision to decide. The brain is set on a path, and you get to set it on a path, but know whatever path you set it on, it's going to figure it out. I'm reminded of you know our legendary shareholder and majority shareholder at Southwestern, Spencer Hayes. And Spencer passed away last year, and you know it was a big, uh, big deal for us. And just you know, he's made such he set the trajectory and the path of all Southwestern family of companies, which obviously Southwestern Consulting is a part of. And one of the things that Spencer used to always say, and it was so simple, and 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 honestly, sometimes I used to get kind of annoyed because I was like, he says the same thing over and over. Like I wish he would share something else. Like I wish he would share something new. But probably the reason he said it is because this is all there is to it. Is, is Spencer would say, there's two types of people in the world. There's people who look for a way and there's people who look for an excuse. That's it. And your your reticular activating system will work to support whichever one you choose to be. There will never be a lack of excuses to support why you failed, why you quit, why you didn't hit the target, why it's okay. Like you will be able to find it because your brain will work constantly to find that support. But is that really who you want to be? I don't think that it is. Right? That's not who we want to be. We want to be people who achieve greatness. We want to be people who do things that matter. We want to be people of service and whose life is significant and impacts the lives of others. We want to be people who are successful. And if you decide that and you, you know, and I'm careful of the language here because sometimes the language can turn people off, right? You could say, if you declare that, if you create that as your intention, if you set that forth as a, a desired manifestation, that would be sort of like a, you know, whatever, a new agey way of saying it. But another way of saying it is just, if you make that your goal, if you make that your focus, if if you make that your desire to say, I want to be a person that does X, then your brain is going to search and find for evidence and answers and solutions to problems and, and introductions that you need and doors that are going to open to make that happen. So it comes down to you. It is a choice. Take the escalator, which means let your mind wander towards mediocrity and convenience and comfort, or take the stairs. Make a deliberate, intentional, specific, disciplined choice to achieve greatness. And then your mind will work in your favor. That is so critical. As Jack said it, we only see that which matches our beliefs. So set your beliefs up in the right direction. The third thing that was huge, and there's there's four big ideas that I took from Jack that, I mean, I got many more, but these were like the four biggest that I was noting, is, again, right from Jack Canfield, one of the godfathers of personal development, certainly one of the, the most recognized names, most respected names in the world today, and, you know, millions and millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people have been impacted 
by this guy. And, and, and what do you say? Most people need an accountability partner or a coach. Most people need an accountability partner or a coach. That is so true, right? Obviously, we believe it because that's what we do. We do coaching. That's the reason why, though, one of the reasons why we got into coaching is because we actually believe that that is what changes lives. That That is one of the key things that changes lives is having somebody one-on-one to sort through issues with you, to brainstorm, to cheer you on, to challenge you, that there's there's power in that accountability and also power, uh, as he said it, you have to commit ourselves to studying success, not just studying our profession or our trade, but studying the, the, the area of success and success principles. And not enough people do that. And I was one of them, right? For years, I kind of just was skeptical of all this, all this sort of stuff, but Gosh, every time you meet somebody that's incredibly wealthy or successful, they talk about being a student and having mentors and having coaches and having masterminds and and having consultants and and going to seminars and listening to speakers. I mean, it it just blows my mind that 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 they all they all talk about that. So, who's holding you accountable? Right? Who's your coach? Who's cheering you on in an unbiased way? you know, in an unbiased way, you know, you obviously have your, your boss. That's great. You should have, you know, you should pay attention to them and listen to them and, 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 you know, modify according to what they're saying. You obviously have, you know, people in your family, but who is a true expert in your life? An unbiased third party who can call you on your crap when you're, when you're making excuses and who can educate you and teach you and cheer you on and support you and push you and celebrate with you and just just be there to work and work with you and walk with you through the ups and downs of of your life and business here you have jack canfield right doesn't get much bigger than that just sort of laying it out there like it is and then the fourth thing which i just love i love this and other people have said this and we've talked about it on the show before, but again, there's there's just something, there's a new level of gravitas that comes to these principles. I feel like when you hear when you hear them from somebody like Jack Canfield, because you go, oh, you know, I guess this is the real deal, right? Because this is this is proven. This is somebody who's who who has done it and has helped several several other people and businesses accomplish greatness and he said if you have the desire you have the capacity to make it come true if you have the desire you have the capacity to make it come true God isn't going to give you a dream without giving you the direction that you need to achieve it. Right? God is not going to place something on your heart. He's not going to plant a seed of hope or desire in your heart and then not give it to you. Biblically speaking, right, he is your father. Which What father 
tempts their their kid with something deliberately and then pulls it away from them not to give it to them, right? That's not how it works. As fathers, we love to give stuff, and I, I love to do things that make Jasper happy. Now, sometimes he wants things that he thinks will make him happy, and as his father protecting him and looking out for them, I don't give them to him. But uh, of anything that he truly wants, that truly matters, that's truly significant, that would that would shape his life and the life of others, I would do anything I can. I would do anything I can for him. Wouldn't you? If you have kids, don't you feel that way? So it is with your heavenly father. And... You know, maybe you're not religious, maybe you're not spiritual, or maybe you don't believe in God. Just, again, take it from Jack, this this idea, it makes sense, right? Like, why would the universe, or whatever you want to call it, put something on your heart only for you to not be able to achieve it? If you believe that, then that is a limiting belief. That means you have a belief in you you have a belief about the world about the universe that you will be given ideas without having the ability to execute on them that you will have potential but that you're not actually capable of reaching it that you have desires but that you're you're not able to figure out how to make them come true and that is a limiting belief. That's a negative belief. You need to rewrite that belief. And you rewrite that belief to exactly what Jack said. If you have the desire, you have the capacity to make it come true. And there's enough evidence and enough case studies and enough examples all through politics and sports and music and entertainment and celebrity and business and nonprofit and churches and there's there that, that there's evidence of people who have made that decision they've rewritten that belief and then boom the capacity showed up and they did it they made it come true and you have the same power because that is the way the world works it will shape to whatever you decide to be true so what beliefs do you have about yourself and when you think about your goals for this year what negative things pop into your head or what limitations or what criticisms or what labels or what logical evidence comes to your mind that you use as a validation for why your desires can't come true. And I know you do this because I do it. And 9,000 of our coaching clients do it. And so the fact that you do it doesn't mean that you're destined for failure, the fact that you do it means you're human. Because what's happening there is a biological response of your brain. Your brain is designed to keep you safe. And when it comes up with reasons for why you can't do something, what it is doing, it is, is, it is conserving energy. It is keeping you safe. It is keeping you from the risk of failure. It is keeping you from having to put yourself out there and 
you know, that's where he was saying the fear of the fear of failure or the fear of success, right? Because what if you accomplish it? Then what are all your friends going to think in your family? And who's going to be jealous? And who's going to be haters? And, you know, and, well, what if you become more public and then everybody knows who you are and, you know, whatever? Like, those are all things your brain comes up with as a way of keeping you safe. But it's up to you to take that step. It's up to you to engage. It's up to you to take action. Well, that about wraps up the Action Catalyst podcast for this week. If you haven't yet, please log in to whatever your favorite medium is to listen to the show and both rate this podcast and leave a comment as that helps new prospective listeners determine if the show's really a good fit for them. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and screenshot this episode to share with your friends on social media. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst and subscribe to our video podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening.